Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day so far. We are just a few days away from Christmas Day, and I know many of you are getting ready to be with family and with friends. Some of you are maybe doing some last minute Christmas shopping or Christmas gift wrapping, or just trying to keep the kids, the cat, the dog off the Christmas gift pile. Whatever you're doing and wherever you end up, I hope you have an amazing Christmas season. This is actually one of our favorite times of the year here at Far Flung. And as you hear in the background, we've got some Christmas music playing that's actually from one of our Christmas albums that was produced by one of our very own Jonathan Etienne. Go ahead and check that out on Apple Music and Spotify. Well, like I said, this is one of our favorite times here at Far Flung because we get to do something that we will talk about here in just a second on this episode, and that is Deliver Christmas. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about Christmas traditions, Christmas stories, and also some really cool moments that we've had traveling around the world during Christmas and all the things that God is doing and just some of the fruit that we have seen from that heart of generosity that is at the core of everything that we do here at Far Flung. So before I let you go, I've got a joke for you today. Why is Santa afraid of getting stuck in a chimney? Because he has claustrophobia. Get it? Claustrophobia. All right. Well, that's awkward. Well, I will let you guys go. And I hope that you enjoy this next episode. And have a Merry Christmas. All right. Got to go. Uh, welcome to the Far Flung Teen Cam Podcast. I'm hanging out with some of the guys here in the office. I've got with me Stephen Kawakami and Jonathan Warbay. And again, I'm Brian Lindsay. And today has already been an incredibly good day. A few minutes ago, me and Stephen and Kyle spent God, 10 minutes, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't that long. We got through it pretty quick. Got I was surprised. Quick. Yeah. yeah. Opening presents. You can yeah. go on our Facebook or Instagram. Check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we spent some time saying thank you and opening gifts that people have been sending via Amazon yep. to the office so that we can in turn pack those gifts up and take them with us on mission trips where we're going to be giving out gifts to kids in yeah. Ecuador. In yeah. Ecuador. Yep. Okay. As we kick off Christmas, Christmas episode, Far Flung Tin Can, yep. here's what I want to ask you guys, um, both grown up in Christian homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas for you guys, traditions, fun things, spiritual things. Before we jump into Christmas and missions, just you guys, what's something that that sticks out, whether it was from your childhood or you started it with your family, Christmas stuff? Man, you can go ahead. You you, you want me to go? I'll go. Um, Tradition-wise, I guess growing up, Christmas was about presents and gifts you know we read the christmas story blah 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 but i remember growing up bro and like middle school on through high school and just feeling this is this is like a horrible way to start the podcast but i felt so empty after i opened up my gifts you ever felt like that like christmas morning comes you're so excited you build up you're like you want you know 20 different things and you open all these gifts and i just go up to my room just like man Mm. this is it you know like it's kind of like what you referenced in, in your episode of the podcast, right? What happens when you're 35, you got everything you want. Is this it? Yeah. Um, so that, that it's super downer. But, you know, like that was me kind of growing up, I guess, with an emphasis, there must be something more than just opening these gifts. Um, but I do remember kind of like my junior, senior year in high school, we kind of, um, there was a, a group of three, four brothers or three brothers and a cousin who came to our youth group. And all from different dads, same mom. And then the cousin was obviously a cousin. And I remember going over there one Christmas and just like being able to give them gifts and just mm-hmm. how much joy that brought me. Um, and it wasn't like I did it because of me to get the joy, but just like out of the overflow of, of our family's hearts, like we wanted to bless them. And so we were able to do that. And that was probably one of my most memorable Christmases was doing that. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to like, like the ecstatic nature of opening gifts 
Yeah. Like the Americanized version of yeah. Christmas, which is really like this commercial thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Very, very commercialized, which we could do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but Black Friday. Yeah. The whole thing that, that this yeah. commercialization of it. Yeah. But the ecstatic nature of receiving gifts and wondering what's in the present. And yep. I think part of it's because there's such a like a buildup. Mm-hmm. If you decorate it Thanksgiving, then there's presents on the tree. Maybe they're under there for a week. Yeah. yeah. And, be, and there's no way they can deliver. Yeah. There's no way. Even if it's the thing you really wanted, it can't be that big of a buildup and then really deliver. Yeah. Especially if it's just an item mm-hmm. that's yeah. going to decrease in value. I think about the richness of of my Christmases with my family, mm-hmm. the really rich ones were ones where it happened to be like all the cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody was together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I look back now as an adult and it's like, man, we were having so much fun. We were playing Monopoly and, and people were food everywhere, yeah. fun. And there were presents. Right. But it wasn't that wasn't the climactic moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I definitely relate to that that think, downer that you started us yeah. on. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna go for it, let's just go for it, right? Right, yeah. That's not, we're like trying gonna, to like talk about all these great the celebratory <laughs> moments. Jesus came to earth. Okay. Yeah, that's Steven. Like we were on a we're on a trip to Thailand. And me and Kyle have been making fun of this guy that's on the trip a little bit because that's what we do, make fun of each other. And we've been making fun <laughs> of him for true. like a couple of days, right? Yeah. He's a buddy of ours, Clark. You know, he's a real successful guy, real talented guy. We've been making fun of him, but he's awesome. He just goes with it. But it's been like three days. So, I, so I'm in the room with Kyle and I said, listen, tomorrow we need to just back off. Pick somebody else. <laughs> make fun of somebody else. Just let's back off. Which so we also Kyle don't do, do good at. We, and Steven comes out like a savage that whole day, just <laughs> killing him. And so, yeah, the podcast, there was no leading up to it today. Steve, yeah, sorry go about go that, right guys. Do it. So straight in. My Cut Christmas childhood wound. Let's go. <laughs> so you, yeah, traditions. So, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, my family is um, Puerto Rican. And so I, I was born here. My mom, dad. And all of my immediate family, like uncle, all that, they were born, raised in Puerto Rico. And so there's some like Christmas traditions that really kind of came over with them, right? Everything from like we do gifts on the 24th. All the the gifts. Right. Or or the gifts on the 24th? Yes. Christmas Eve is the biggest day. How is that even Christmas? It's it's just... (laughs) I know, right? It's like, because the 25th is like Christmas morning is like everybody's dream, right? Well, we, and so, or we split it up where we did like some gifts on the 24th and then on the 25th. So is that uniquely like Puerto Rican? I don't want to say it's like strictly Puerto Rican, but I think it's like a Latin, Hispanic culture type thing. um, And you'll find different people doing that. So we did it on the 24th. (laughs) Right. Okay. And so, and that was kind of like the big day for us. Christmas I need people morning. to comment on this and let me know. Right. When you open gifts, right. especially if you're like Hispanic. <laughs> like I need to, I need this confirmed. Or just any, <laughs> right? I like, need you to confirm whether yeah. you join in with the war base. I just want to know if there's anybody that opens it before the 24th, because then we've got problems. No, the only reason you can do that is if your birthday's the 23rd. That's it. Like if but you then, have a personal birthday on the twenty third, otherwise you just you just stole your presents. But then that's not Christmas. No, it's not Christmas. That's your birthday. Exactly. But then it's also like a you know it's like th- that probably is their Christmas. I don't know. Probably I'm sorry is. if your birthday's in December. We're having a baby in December, so our baby may be part of that. Whoa! You have your baby on Christmas, bro. If we have it on Christmas, you know my grandfather's birthday is on the twenty fifth, okay. and so. We've always done his birthday and Christmas on the 25th. Anyway, random fact. So tradition, uh, yeah. So there's like, so I, I growing up, I always knew one, you know, one way of doing it. We we read the Christmas story. Right. We did that. We mm-hmm. There was a season of our lives where my mom was the principal of a school. My dad worked for Disney for like 18 years or 17 years, something crazy. Wow. And so, you know, that was like a very, yeah, it was like a cool season of my, I was super young though. I was like, I think I was seven uh, when we ended up moving. So 
for about six or seven years of my life, he worked yeah. at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, those were prosperous years for us. You know, mom was doing well, dad was doing well. And then the Lord called them to move, uh, to Tennessee to come raise us here. So in that transition, my dad, having worked at Disney, he had a ton of experience, really overqualified for a lot of what was in Cleveland at that time. The whole right? city. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole, yeah. And so, <laughs> and this, like this whole, uh, you know, book of experience that he brought and this just wasn't much in Cleveland. I've seen Cleveland grow which Cleveland is still a small town, uh, but I've seen it grow from like 30 to whatever it is now, like 80,000 people or something crazy. So anyway, but there was a season in our life where we didn't have all the things we had. So we're lining up at like Salvation Army, you know, yeah, Angel Tree. I think there's an Angel Tree uh, that the Salvation Army did or, or, or like another program did. And so we, some of our Christmases came from other people's generosity. Mm. Yeah. Which is, man, like hearing, like being a part of this, where we get to send gifts, right, to Ecuador and just out of the generosity and seeing people partner with Far Flung. It's just, it really kind of brings back those memories of when other people, Hmm. when I was a kid, were generous enough to say, we want to help others have Christmas. Yeah. What did that mean to you as a kid to to receive that? Yeah. I think um, it, it just... I think in my, I knew, I, well, let me rephrase that. I didn't know if there was going to be Christmas or uh, gifts under the tree. And then when the generosity was extended, it meant a lot to me because I was, I was overwhelmed. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And it was like, it almost like gave me a level of gratitude Mm -hmm. because I knew our situation. I mean, you know, my sister and I shared a room, like we would line up for food. You know, we had, we had some friends that had a food bank that we would go and they would bless us with food. Like it was a tough season of our lives. And, you know, thankfully, um, you know, the Lord helped us through that time. But, um, but yeah, so I think through that though, with all of that is like, we developed some traditions within our own family right? Of gratitude. And we mm-hmm. always led with gratitude because Good. we remembered those moments where we didn't have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We didn't have like, a, bro, I've seen pictures of people, people's kids, each kid get like 30 gifts and they're not like a sock in each package. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like really nice gifts, you know, and there's like 30 of them. Right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right. If you've got it and you want to bless your kids, that's, you know, that's you, but um, but tradition wise also, uh, one of the coolest things that we used to do is basically just get the family and we used to sing all a bunch of old hymns and old Christmas songs, pull out the guitars. My grandfather would sing, you know, uh, we, we had friends over my, my uncle's a percussionist and he'd pull out his percussion instruments. So we'd be like, you know, just playing some percussion, some Latin music and singing some cool Christmas music. So, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because I, growing up in the States, I never got to experience what my parents experienced culturally with oh, tradition. Course, yeah. Yeah. Right, they're on the island. They're on the island, which is a whole different. Okay, so you're you're saying, all right, the 24th is when we open gifts. I'm gonna throw you another curveball. As soon as Thanksgiving is over, Christmas starts. And when I say Christmas starts, I don't mean like, oh, let's go put up a tree. The tree might already be up, <laughs> to be honest. Right, even through 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 Thanksgiving. I mean, when I say Christmas starts for the whole. Whatever amount of time until Christmas Day, every single week, a lot of people every single night will do like these Christmas carol, the equivalent of a Christmas carol type situation. But what they do is they go to each other's house and they already have food made. They have music playing. They bring, you know, typical Puerto Rican instruments um, and they'll just sit there for hours, bro, up to like 2 a.m. Like the whole island just starts celebrating Christmas. Like people miss wow. work. They call out of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the this island is, time. Right? You know? Mm, yeah. That's, that's going cool. Hard. I love that. <laughs> that's going hard on some Christmas right there. Yeah. Which I got to experience because I was there during December yeah. one year, uh, which was really cool. Okay. So, so as we talk about Christmas and some of the things that Far Flung is involved in, I think uh, one of the things that as missionaries, as people involved in 
and ministering in countries that experience poverty mm. in a in a very real way, not something that's talked about on the news, personal way. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, I think one of the things I feel really passionate about as we come over to the U.S., we come back home here, is when we talk about taking gifts to other kids or the poverty in other countries, the intention is never to make people who are prosperous here feel guilty. Right, right. We're not a guilt-driven organization where we're mm-hmm, gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna try to take the like pictures of of kids that look hungry or have tattered clothes. We're gonna put those everywhere right. and put a sad song behind it and try to manipulate people into giving. Like yeah. that's right. that's not kingdom. That's manipulation. And so even as we talk about some of the things we're gonna do at Christmas and giving gifts and and the nature of possessions and how these places we go, how they view stuff mm-hmm. and how they view generosity and giving. As we talk about that, um, I want us to like really intentionally, and that's why we're saying it, intentionally not let ourselves, one, compare mm-hmm. like a bunch of, well, my kids have this and man, I can't believe that we're doing, our kids have way too much or our kids this. I, I don't think that's the way we're supposed to go, right? Yeah. Right. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. Um when when we are headed down to Ecuador in a few months or in a few weeks now, two weeks, I guess we're headed mm-hmm. down to Ecuador. Yep. We're gonna take all these Christmas gifts. Me and Steven are both going. I've been to Ecuador once. Steven's going for the first time. Yeah. Um Warbe has been there on Christmas trips. Yes. Okay, where yeah. where we do the gifts. For us, we're going to go down there. We're going to give a bunch of Christmas gifts, but this is not a one-off for us. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, we're in relational partnerships with the places we go. Right? Yeah. While sometimes a Christmas gift, we go down there and we're like, oh, we love giving Christmas gifts. That's a transaction. Yeah. All right, we're going to give them a gift and mm-hmm. and you di- you weren't going to have a present and now you are because some generous people somewhere gave to Far Flung and Far Flung brought it to you. That's transactional. Right. But the reason there's a transaction for us is because we also have relationship. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And there are sometimes people view missions and Christmas as just a feel good thing. Yeah. Once a year, it's we're going to give and it's going to make me feel good to give to somebody less fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe that some people I know for us, we're going to go to Ecuador. We're going to give out gifts. But it's not just all oh, this is a feel good once a year thing. We have a relationship. And the same in Africa and, yeah. and the other places. Kyle has been going with Far Flung. You know, basically that's like stomping grounds when it comes to yeah. like mm-hmm. a, the first yeah. missions trip that, that Far Flung did. Yeah. And so there's some relational stuff there. Yeah. I think we were talking about Alex in a different podcast oh, yeah, recently, yeah. right? Sure. Tell them about that. Yeah. So there's, and there's like several of those stories, right? There's mm-hmm. Alex, there's, uh, I think Josh, or, or I forget his name. There's a couple students in, in that were part of the program that are now adults, basically. The that, program in Panda Vida in, at in Panda Ecuador. Vida. Yeah. Yeah. At the ministry there. And so, and you know, they were given gifts 10 years ago and yeah. they still, till this day, We'll come up to Kyle, give him a hug, and say, "Hey, I still have that toy you gave me." Yeah, and, Alex and, got a yeah. a hoodie, and we actually have it on film. Yep, Kyle handing Alex a hoodie, and Alex is a is a middle school kid in yep. a drug infested region, city. Yeah, Atacucho, drug infested yep. middle schooler. Yep, um, can go in any direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just that Kyle kind of did this thing one time is, is Kyle brought a gift and then far flung and Kyle people continued to like foster relationships yeah. and investing in Panda Vida, mm-hmm. which those people were fostering relationships, which is crazy because now Alex is the worship oh. leader yeah. at the church. He is over the tech and some other, you know, operational stuff at, at, at the ministry. Yeah. And so to think 10 years ago, this man was in middle school and he was given a, a, sh- a shirt, a hoodie, right? And there was a relationship that was built in that moment. And so yeah. with the gifts that we're bringing, you know, this is not, like you said, a feel good for us. 
Like we're thinking, okay, Lord, as we're handing these gifts to people, could this be the next Alex? Yeah. Right. And I I would even say like, and and we've, we've gotten to watch him minister. You'll get to meet him when you go on this trip. This man is all heart. He works hard. I mean, this man is running around the whole time. He works hard. He loves hard. And he'll hug anybody. I remember when the, the kid ran up, uh, he was crying. Visibly. He said, you know, I'm having some issues at home. My dad's, hmm. you know, abusing us. And he just had, a, I mean, he was torn up. Um, we prayed with him for a minute. And then after we finished praying with him, I see Alex just hug him and embrace him. He wouldn't let him go. And we came home. But Alex still there every week in yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, our our partnering with them. Yeah. Like we're not trying to westernize them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Americanize. And us giving out gifts is not Instagrammable. Yeah. This we're not trying to get something that's just gonna make us look good. We're right. actually cautious about, you know, being careful about selfies. You want a picture because you want to remember the moment. Right. Yep. Not so you can make an announcement to the world, look how benevolent I am with yeah. these poor kids of another country. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to when you go to other countries, you've been on many mission trips. Yep. You have to. Um, I'm always like always impressed at how people with so little are themselves so generous. Mm-hmm. Have you so experienced good. that? Like. The the humbling moments when before you go home, people come and give you gifts. Yeah. And I, I think that is the is the most frequent initial transformation that I see people have is when they go on a mission trip, when they go to these other countries, the power of stuff begins to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Right. Any any stories you guys have or memories or anything like that where you see that. I mean, Thailand, I thought about the village we went to. Yeah. I mean, in Thailand, just going just going to the villages was was humbling in itself, but also just being invited into people's homes. Right. We went to one village and we were invited in, into a home and they, they fed us a meal. You know, we're sitting on their floor and just being welcomed. And, you know, to hear just the, the stories of how faithful God's been to these villagers is is really incredible. And I just think just the hospitality as well. Just like, hey, I yes. know we don't have much, but here, this is who we are, and you're welcome. And uh, just to be able to open up to total strangers like that, um, which I can imagine, like, if you think, oh my gosh, like I have Americans coming to our house, like how, how scary that could be, right? And maybe how they could kind of cower in that and say, I, I have so little, but yet welcoming with such open arms. Yeah. You go to Africa. Yeah. And we go and visit the homes and we're praying for people and, and we're part of their lives. And people who are who are hobbled or who are crippled. I watch crippled like legs drag chairs out of their huts put their chairs out and won't won't stop until you sit in the chair Mm -hmm. and they sit on the ground there's an element of is hosting i can't give you but i'm gonna give you a seat at my table i'm gonna invite you in Mm -hmm. um and then at them ask you to pray for healing for their legs yeah and they won't sit in the chair. They'll sit on the ground wanting to give you this, like, a place of honor. See, because they can't give you much, but they can lower themselves and exalt you mm. as a gift. Um, There's, like, yeah, so many of those moments that we've gotten to experience with Far Flung. Every single one of us here, I'm sure, has had those moments. You've described one now. Um, one of my, and it reminds me of when Jesus sees when the widow brings the two mites, right? The two little coins. And there's been so many moments that I, like, it's almost like I get it. What Jesus felt and what Jesus was seeing, yeah. right? Because there's so much 
and I'm not saying that we're doing bad by bringing all these gifts, but there's just something about someone giving from from what they don't have, right? Like one of my favorite examples is in Ecuador. Um, well, Africa's there's just so many, yeah. man. People, are, it's amazing. Like you're saying, like people are they're just so generous when we go to these places because they're so grateful. But in Ecuador, um, one of the ladies always gives everybody a gift. And I know that she's a cancer survivor now. She walks, she's 77 years old. She takes a bus. She lives like 30 minutes out of Atacucho. She walks to the bus stop takes the bus to the bottom of the the hill there and you know the drive that junk's steep she yeah. walks from the base of Atucucho to the top to Pan de Vida she used to do it every day she 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 had you know cancer and now the Lord's healed her but for years this was her journey for mm -hmm. years this was her trip you know, basically giving of her time, giving of her abilities because she was tutoring the kids there. And every single time we go for Christmas, man, she'll always give this little, little something. Yeah. And I know she doesn't have it because there's been moments where it's been like, hey, we'll get your taxi today. Because we know you've been spending extra money on medication or on going to doctors. Yeah. And even in the little that she has, I think one year she even knit a few things together. Wow. You know, and we have that sitting at our home. We went to Africa, people giving us a chicken, right? Like that means a lot. That's a meal. That's That might be a couple meals. Yeah. Right? We go to Peru and they're killing ducks. They're going, basically they're, they're taking their day's hunt. Mm-hmm. And giving us their portion so that we could eat when we show up on the islands. Yeah. Generosity yeah. is not an exclusive um, gift available only to the rich. Yeah. So good. Um, a guy that's been a part of my life for a long time, Larry Roberts. Um, successful guy, smart guy, hard worker. But he used to tell me this. Money will make you more of what you already are. Yeah. Wow. Already generous, more money, make you more generous. Mm -hmm. Already stingy, already miserable, yeah. more money, make you more stingy. And that's one of the things as we talk about like Christmas and Christmas in other countries, really the bigger conversation is, is like generosity and then the celebration of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, when you... You, you talk about even like Puerto Rico and, and them celebrating Christmas and them celebrating, uh, you know, the nativity. Yeah. Some of the countries we go to have like a strong Catholicism mm -hmm. background, yeah. which the nativity is always like, you know, very central to that, which sometimes we in, in Protestant circles get wrong a little bit, yeah. not centralizing things around Christ. Right. right. Um, what do you think, like, as far as documenting because far flung tin can innovating missions mm -hmm. you're going down to ecuador going to be documenting some of these things um is there some excitement in that are there things you're looking forward to yeah no doubt i mean i i think um one of my main callings in life is to document the gospel it's a phrase that i kind of felt in college and and so yeah i mean i, I would love to be able to go down there and just to, to capture these moments i feel like um, there's a gifting and anointing to to not only capture moments, but also to to take it back home, and to compile and and put stories together. Um, that's able to to give the viewer almost almost the same experience as what we felt in a given uh, country in a given city, no matter where we are. But to be able to do that is just really exciting to me, and just obviously like hearing the story about about Alex and how it's captured on film. Yeah, and we get to go back and watch it. And not just say like, not just tell these random stories, but yeah. to say like, no, like there's proof to this, right? Yeah. We have this. Here he is 10 years before. Here he is 10 years later. And look at him now. Yeah. And I just love the fact that we get to be able to go and, and to have everything documented. It's just yeah. so powerful. Um, 
And I think that's what the world is kind of waking up to now, not yeah. to get on my whole visual train. Yeah. But here we go. Just like, you know, there, there's things going on all around the world that people are just now starting to see. Right. You know, and my mind immediately goes to like persecution and other, you know, like with ISIS and things like that. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, look what, look, look what's going on over here because now we're able to see it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Whereas before we'd hear stories or, you know, whatever, but, but the world has gotten so much smaller just through being able to see things. Yeah. And uh, I just love that we get to share the hope of Jesus, the gospel, um, to share these joyful moments where people and these kids get to receive gifts who wouldn't have, you know, any other gifts in any other way. And it's more than just the material thing, right? Which we've already yeah. talked about, but it's just the spirit behind it is, uh, is really incredible. One of my favorite things I think I've ever heard a missionary say, um, Celia said it and she said, and we're far flung already like this, right? But she said, if you want to give something to one of our people, um, don't just go out handing stuff right? Because um, we don't want to create a culture. We don't want to westernize it, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I oh, the Americans are coming, right? Or wherever you're from, they're coming to us. And, you know, they have an Apple Watch or they have a brand new pair of shoes or, or whatever it is. And so, but one of the things she said that really, you know, struck a chord with me, and it's like in the heart of generosity um, is, you know, these people have less than you. And they do, but it's okay because this is their life. Yeah. And they're going to be okay. Yep. Right. So don't come here saying, oh, looking down, saying, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, what can I empty? I'm just going to empty my pockets and, and do this. And so if we do give, like, I know we give to Celia and yeah. she, she will have them come and she'll, you know, give out accordingly and whatnot. But um, it, it just it basically just really challenge me to remember mm -hmm. right that i'm not just going to oh poor people no yeah right like yes they have less yes they're poor yes we're going to help right yeah maybe our helping which farflings had the opportunity recently to help celia and if you know celia celia is the type of person where she like catches a vision and if she needs to go mix concrete and build blocks herself she'll go do it yeah. Right. And so we're we're sitting in Mozambique and she's like, I want to build a chicken farm. And by the end of the week, I'm pretty sure there was a foundation and at least one or two walls that were built, you know. Um, but all that to say, you know, there's there's definitely and, and so with with their model there, you know, they're saying, um, we're gonna help feed kids, right? Um, there's a story there with Farf. If you don't know what farf oh, yeah. is yeah the chicken the chicken yeah i think um i have i've said this to a bunch of my friends coming coming from uh these trips that we go on is in other countries a lot of these people they're not afraid of poverty mm -hmm. yeah they're not afraid of it their grand their grandfather was poor their father was poor you know like they're not afraid of poverty in the same way like in in the u.s man i know people who like are afraid, man, what if I lose my job? What if this happens? They're afraid of like poverty. Yeah. Yeah. They have a legitimate fear. Yeah. Or, or even in the US, if you don't have it, you're afraid you'll never get it. If you have it, you're afraid one day you'll lose it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, now there's a real, I, when I say they're not afraid of it, there's a real struggle that they want to feed their families. I'm not saying there's no struggle. Right. Um, but one of like, sometimes you're not afraid of, of what you've, what you've been experiencing. Right, right. It's like they've been experiencing this. Then, you know, they're trying to figure it out and make ends meet. Um, and so, like, when I think of Celia, uh, here they, for years, would only be able to provide, like, in their feeding program yeah. at Christmas time. Right. Their extra was they would feed the kids chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was their extra. That was their Christmas. Right. It wasn't toys, especially early in her ministry. Maybe she didn't have the support. It wasn't toys. It wasn't gifts. It wasn't all this. They had chicken. And that meant Christmas. Yeah. Christmas was not a toy. Christmas yeah. was meat in your bowl that mm -hmm. was normally only rice. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is so filling. You would mm -hmm. man. And so like that was that was a thing. And then our last trip there, yeah. the Lord kind of unfolds this whole plan. 
you know, one of the one of the locals in generosity gives a chicken as a gift yeah. to our team. <laughs> Take and, it on the plane, get it through customs. Yeah, try to get yeah, let them do that. <laughs> There's been worse things that try to get through customs. Yeah, that customs thing <laughs> get you if you're not careful. Um, <laughs> Will it now? No. <laughs> and so they give this chicken. So we we bring it back, and yeah. and that that night, you know, Delana's like holding it at the dinner table and named it Farf, which is like her shortened version of far flung so like they name it they're, you know it's funny it's it's a big thing and, and then they prayed for the man and the reason he'd given it is because the lord had done stuff in his life and his yeah. heart and yeah. so he's going to turn around and give it and from that people begin to start well why don't we have chickens around here and what if we do this and it it lands us into like you talked about this whole sustainable chicken farm project yeah that just now a few months later we started selling t-shirts for right and and then half or part of the proceeds, all the proceeds are buying chickens. And a message I just got said, at this point, we have 750 purchased chickens wow. from the t-shirts. Wow. That's awesome. Okay? And this is like Come a sustainable on, thing, right? Because those chickens, some of those yeah. will go to feed kids every week. Mm-hmm. And then some of those chickens will go to market yep. to bring money in to keep the thing running. Yeah. Um, yeah. And man, it's just like, you know, okay, what's really cool about that go. is like that was born out of a, like a relational moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, which it, I just I love Sally because I feel like she always has some awesome, you know, like bits of information. She's yeah. super wise. Uh, but one of the things, you know, at one point with COVID and everything, we were like, we don't know if we're going to be able to go. We don't know what the regulations are that, you know, every country has their requirements and, and, and lockdowns and all kinds of complications. But you know, at one point, Kyle even tossed the idea. I said, well, listen, you know, what if we just send you money so that you can, can you know, ex- continue to do what you're doing? Like the extra money that we would spend trying to get there, not even sure if we can get into the country. Yeah. Some of us didn't get our visas in time. I think like it was just a lot. Of, like, literally, we get to Africa and there's like five of us that are waiting to get our visas. So there was like a potential of yeah. possibly mm-hmm. thousands of dollars just really going to waste because they would basically say, sorry, you can't give you a visa. But all that to say, you know, she and so Kyle's, no, sorry, Celia said, Kyle, you know, the most meaningful thing to us, you could send us money. We need it. But the, mo- the most meaningful thing to us is relationship, is that you come here. Yeah because that blesses us so much more than any dollar amount can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And I to tell a story about Jonathan, right? The first together project going to Guatemala. <laughs> Kyle sends out a group email saying, you know, we'll see you in 24 hours unless some unforeseen event occurs or something like that. We get off the plane from Charlotte to Miami. One of the guys like Oh, our, our flight's canceled. We're just like, ah, whatever. You know, it's like, no, for real, it's canceled. And we look at the TVs and all of a sudden we start seeing all these images of a volcano erupting. It's like in Guatemala. <laughs> we're just like, oh no, like we're grounded for two days. <laughs> and so, you know, Jonathan was down down in Miami, yeah. Miami area and he picks us up and Jonathan was in campus choir with a lot of us. And, uh, and so I remember him vividly and we make a joke about it a lot. But he's just like at the airport, just, I mean, bright eyed, huge smile. He's like, it's like Christmas morning. (laughs) And, you know, but what is it? It's about relationships, right? Because you're in Miami, you're a 12 hour drive away from most of us in Tennessee. um, And then this random event happens. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, all of these people get together who he has relationships with. And now all of a sudden he's hosting us for two days at his church. We're able to, yeah. to have a rehearsal worship night at his church. Yeah. His pastor takes us out to eat to this like awesome Cuban restaurant. And, you know, he's just like, it's Christmas morning from relationships. Yeah. Which is crazy because there's a, there's like, a, there's like our side of that story of like, I'm at the church. Travis Johnson was, I was serving with Travis Johnson at Life Point at the time. And I would, I would say that, that moment was so on purpose. Never would have thought of it. I'm sure it was an inconvenience for you guys because you guys are trying to get to Guatemala. Like you had, I think one of those two days was like an extra day to set up for the recording. Oh no, it was supposed to be a two day recording. We did it in like, I think six or eight hours. Six or eight hours. Yeah. And so like all these other plans are like getting thrown off, but like what the Lord did 
in our lives in that moment, I know there was a word that was spoken over Travis mm-hmm. that was like major, major, major confirmation from things that the Lord had been speaking to his heart about. And then that night that we had with rehearsal turned yeah. into like literally straight, like just heaven coming down type moment. Yeah. And it impacted my my heart to the point where there was a lot of things that I started doing differently in ministry wow. because of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so going that kind of hand in hand with that relational aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, the last trip that we were in Ecuador, um, they're, they're doing the program a little differently, smaller groups because yeah. of social distancing. And, and one of the groups, there were a bunch of teenagers. And I remember me and Jonathan working together, um, doing some translation. And there was this ministry moment. Yeah. Um, and I'm standing in front of these kids and I remember telling them like, there's some of you guys that you're thinking, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I don't want to live anymore. I can remember a couple of them, like tears just streaming down their face. You're thinking, I said, and here's the thing. I said, I'm coming back in December and I don't want to get here hmm. and then tell me that you took your life. Hmm. Because a boy had just taken his life from the Atacucho program. Yeah. Wow. And I said, I don't want to gear. And I said, I'm coming back. Yeah. Like that concept mm-hmm. of I'm coming back, of we're coming. Yeah. Is Christmas. Like Jesus did not send us a rescuer from heaven. So good. Like Luke 2 says, Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah. God with us. Like Christmas is him leaving heaven to join us in humility in a manger yeah wasn't even a place for him in in a place of just your filth yeah he joins us in in that now when we go to ecuador we go to africa or the arctic or all these different places it's not that oh, i'm joining them in their filth right but it's that we're not just bringing we are coming yeah to see you um you're not you're not always going to be involved in benevolence where you have these deep meaningful relationships sometimes you're you're one of the givers and you mm-hmm. don't get to go and that kind of stuff and that that's okay i think i think we just we follow the holy spirit yeah there's been times i've given to families and i just felt like the holy spirit says man you need to give to this somebody's doing something and man you just feel like i just feel like you need to give to this mm-hmm. and that's good yeah. Um, but, but Christmas is, is, is not just, it's not just yeah. celebrating. This is the day Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. It is the whole concept mm. of Messiah Coming. leaves yeah. holy. Yeah. Leaves holy to come and doesn't just, doesn't just come do his quick cross thing he comes among us mm-hmm. yeah and like that's christmas and that's why if you know if i'm going to do missions i'm going to do missions with far flung because we don't just go and do the holiday inn thing where right. we're across yeah. town at a nice hotel right. and then we're going to be among people we're going to be with them yeah um and i i'll tell you this we couldn't do all this without people who got on amazon and bought gifts absolutely no, no. absolutely yeah we're not doing this without, I got an army of people who are giving monthly so that we can do missions. Yeah. We got churches who are sponsoring Far Flung Tin Can as partner churches so we can we can take trips. We got mm-hmm. all these people who support us and who are a part of the, the global team of Far Flung Tin Can. We don't do this without them. They're in relationship with us and we're in relationship with Lolly and Lolly's in relationship with Alex mm-hmm. and Jesus is this common thread. Um. And like, I don't know if, if we thought 10 years ago, let's design far flung Christmas to look like this, but I think the Lord was thinking, I want to design far flung Christmas to look like this. Yeah. Anything else you guys think through Christmas, Ecuador, I'd love for us January, February, um, to like the three of us, maybe to sit back down together. That'd be cool. Yeah. And you'll have footage. Of it, yeah, because we're gonna go in just two or three weeks, and my nine year old son's going. That's awesome. Yeah, they're gonna be a part of it. Yeah, that's something I can't wait for is to take my kids 
yeah to go and that's something my wife has mentioned as well like let's let's take the ecuador trip once yeah. our kids get old enough they're six four and five months right now yeah maybe willow would be okay the six-year-old but uh you get, maybe give it a few more years and you know just to see the just that spirit of generosity and in, in giving yeah 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 i think you know amanda lived there for three months mm-hmm. that's right and it's so funny because every time or the few times that I've been and she hasn't been able to go, you know, not only am I hearing, I wish you were going, you know, I'm like super jealous you're going and I can't go. And, and really because they became like family to her. She actually lived um, with one of the ladies at her house for mm-hmm. all three months. And so there's a ton of relationship there. But, um, you know, one of my favorite things is like getting there and then, man, just hugs everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh man, and they won't let you go. It's like <laughs> a ten minute hug. You know what I mean? Like Those it's just like hugs. yeah, man. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like you're there, and, and and you just like you're saying, man, just coming and being there uh, is is so is, is so essential. Uh, like one of the coolest moments that I got to spend with Alex was, um, I was it was like early one morning, and um, Alex is a musician and a singer. And an amazing heart of worship. I mean, probably one of the purest hearts of worship I've ever seen. And um, I was sitting there playing in my one key of piano that I can play in and uh, just kind of worshiping and, and meditating. And I remember he would, he just kind of came over and just sat and just looked, just looked at me playing. And at one point he's like, how, how do you do it? Like, how do you, how do you sing? How do you do all these things? And I'm just like, I'm like, bro, you're awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I'm trying to be more like you. Like, my, you know, I'm like, yeah. God, man, I, I want that heart of worship. And, um, but it's just those little moments that yeah. that we get to live for and and really get to experience. And, um, man, it was just, it was really edifying for both of us, man. Like hearing mm-hmm. his heart, he's just like, man, and he's like, sure, I just want to see the people of Atacucho just worship the Lord and mm-hmm. like just going into like his vision and his heart for the church you know, pan de vida. And, um, and so, yeah, man, I think, you know, with, and if someone's watching this, like we want, I know we want everyone to go. Like, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Go. If we had like a perfect world, we're yeah. like, you get to go, you get to go, you go, you go, you know? Um, but man, it's, it's, and I know that some are going to give, everybody goes, like Brian says, mm-hmm. you know, you say it best. Everybody goes, some give, some go, but everybody goes. Um, but man, I, I just want to encourage you, if you're watching this, like, number one, our chips are just cost-wise are competitive, I think, you know? Yeah, well, they cost what they cost. They cost <laughs> like, what they cost, yeah. You know, if it costs $1,500, it's because it costs $1,500. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, that's just kind of the nature of, of the ministry. Yeah. Um, and there are some organizations you can travel with that are doing great work. Yeah. And the way they fund their organization is they have to, like upcharge the trips like right you know they're a $1,500 trip is going to cost you $3,000 with their organization it's just the nature of their system and so we try to make the trips more accessible so we fund our operations other ways other ways yeah yeah and so you know it's it's raising money man brian is if you want to know anything about fundraising this man will teach you and if he doesn't teach you, he'll talk about all the ideas that he has and you'll get to glean either way, man. He's just awesome. Yeah. I think I've never I've never met someone that like when he starts talking about money, number one, <laughs> he's he's like very passionate about it. Right. And number two, it's like you come out going, I can do this. Right. He's like, I can do this. But it's like he's been doing it a lot longer than all of us have when it comes to like, you know, fundraising. And he's a pastor for 10 years and casting vision and all this stuff. And I'm over here like, can I have a hundred dollars? You know, <laughs> like shaky voice and everything. Um, but he's so encouraging and it's just it's cool. And, and it's so I guess the reason why I'm saying all this is because, man, just go on a trip. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. just, just do it. And if you don't like it, then okay. Now, you know, check it, check the box, cross it off the list. Say you went. Yeah. Worst case. And then support us, you know, like help other yeah. people go. Well, people might watch this trip or might yeah. watch this trip, might watch this yeah. the podcast or listen to it, whatever. And it's December 17th or 20th yeah. or January 3rd. Right. You're listening to this. And you're like, man, I got to wait all the way to next Christmas to, to buy Christmas gifts for kids in Ecuador. Well, if you want to buy Christmas gifts 
for kids in Ecuador, you might have to wait that. But you don't have to wait to jump in right. to the generosity part of it. Right. You That's can do true. that now. Right. Um, because those kids in Ecuador are getting fed all year long. Mm-hmm. Africa, we got people in Cambodia that we want to do more projects with, with yep. Isaac and the stuff in Thailand and now stuff in Japan and up in the Arctic and all these different places. So you don't have to wait to do that because our giving is not about feeling good. It's about just being obedient to making a difference in the world, like that commission of Christ. So uh, this is my first Christmas with Far Flung. So I'm excited about that. We're going to have our first like Christmas party. Yeah. You know, when's that going to be? I, I think it's supposed to be like the week of December 13th. That's right. Kyle's house. I, That's he, right. It was in a group text and nobody responded. Um, no, we, me and Warby responded. Did you? I think yeah. I said I'm in or I'm yeah. down or something. Yeah. So we have, we have, we're very yeah. good at responding to group texts. <laughs> Yeah. Or so, not. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. Uh, thank Feliz you. For, Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Thank you for Navidad. all that you're uh, doing. If you're a part of yeah. Far Flung, if you're just dipping your toe in the water, listening, listen on. Go check it out. And yeah. uh, we think that you can uh, you can make a difference with us. Um, Christmas stuff. Feliz Navidad. Our Christmas recording chaos. <laughs> I was going to say, um, or the attempt. To record. It should be on YouTube maybe by the time you're hearing this. Go yep. check that out. We yeah. have our Christmas album. Christmas is Thanksgiving. Yep. Shout yep. out to some of the OGs that were on that. Jonathan Etienne. Yeah. Delilah. Yep. All them. Tobin, Jojo. Jojo. Tobin. Yep. All them. Yep. Um, so Christmas is Thanksgiving. You can yep. check that out on music stuff. Um, and Rob, Ali, and Crystal, their recording of Strange Way to Save the World was so much shalom, so much peace oh, in yeah. that recording oh, the other night. That was great. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. We love you guys. Thanks Merry for Christmas. jumping in. Love you guys. Gloria, adios. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Right before you go, we want to ask for your help with a couple things. The first thing is go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that we can know that you're enjoying the podcast and that you're listening in. The second thing is go ahead and share it with your friends and your family and everyone else that you run into. We hope that you enjoy this podcast as much as we do. We love what we do and we're so excited that we get to share this with you. We hope you have a blessed day and we'll catch you on the next one.